Hello, 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 everybody. You are listening to Otherland Dreams. I am Lady Stars and Fire, and I'm here with Hell Hippie. And my honey is so sharp. Which part are you on? I'm on. Now two. he's on. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Are we sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of took away from my joke. Yeah, but you were, I could kind of hear it, so they kind of heard it anyway, so. You might as well finish it. Well, I could I, hear it through. I, I was going to say, my hiney, uh, my hiney is so charm and shiny. <laughs> He'd never heard that before. We were in this grocery store or something this past weekend, and he was like, I've never heard that. And I was like, you've never heard that? <laughs> I thought that was amazingly funny. <laughs> I thought it was amazingly stupid. I think it's cute. It goes with a little commercial with a bear. I, it's I, a cute I, little jingle. No disrespect to Bear, but you know what? <laughs> he don't wipe his ass with Charmin. <laughs> if anything, that asshole uses uh, <coughs> ground up uh, pine cones and fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now all I can think of is like how a dog rubs his ass on the floor, but a bear doing it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, he would back up to a tree. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Great. That's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the night now. <laughs> it is what it is. Alrighty. But, um, <coughs> let me get past that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I found that funny, but, um, past the ass. <laughs> no, the charm is shiny. <laughs> Talking about the ass. <laughs> okay, anyway, tonight we're doing like kind of like what? How, how did you name it? Uh, I absolutely have not yet. Okay. It's like part two, however he wants to name it, of, uh, you know, the different magical tools. You know, shaman, witchy, so to speak, spiritual, however you want to go about it and think of it. Yeah, I was thinking about calling this episode Spellcraft and Beyond, but I'm not sure how many tools we're going to touch upon. And I feel like a lot the, what, the number that we've gone over, or at least what I've seen, is like just a drop in the bucket of the number of tools that would be involved in spellcraft. So oh, it God, wouldn't yeah. even. So it, it, to use the phrase spellcraft and beyond feels like it would. We're being premature. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't get there too early. Yeah, we said that last week too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different things and so many different ways of connecting and using their different spiritual tools, you know, and for each person it's different. I mean, the idea of some of this stuff, you know, is definitely used over and over. Like, I mean, like like I was saying, you know, last week, there's for the shaman, it's the drum, you know, or the rattle. And typically the most, most well-known of them would be um, those two. But 
that doesn't mean that the rattles were all made the same or have the same reason or 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 are used for the same reason in any way, shape, or form. You know, they're created differently for different reasons, and because they're created to work with the spirit and the energy of that person. Um, I mean, sometimes you get lucky and you can purchase them from a store. Yes, uh, I'm not saying that that's not possible. You can definitely, you know, purchase drums or rattles and other forms of magical tools. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you get more on your path and more stronger in your own personal energy, then you start really building your own stuff and creating your own stuff because it's directed more at you and your connection with spirit than what you're purchasing in a store. And sometimes you're still lucky and you get that, you know, but a lot of times you kind of have to put your own energy into it. Or, damn it, I didn't bring shit again. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was running late because I had some errands to do for Mama. But, um, you know, uh, so anyway, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with, like, store-bought things. It's just... As you mature, you get into your own things. I mean, and some of the things we're going to be discussing tonight are store-bought things. I mean, like the crystals. Right. And, you know, sometimes you uh, you don't live in a geographic region where the particular item that you're seeking or would need is not naturally available to you. Right. I mean, and sometimes I'm actually going to start off with bells, but for what I'm speaking about at the moment, I mean, like in the ways of crystals or crystal wands and so to speak, I mean, there are different ones that have similar meanings or mean actually the same things, but this one may be like, oh, this is mine. And the another one may be a different kind and it means technically the same thing, but it's got no attachment to you. It's... Just, it, you don't get that, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I must have you, you know, when you grab it. It's like, oh, yeah. Line. You know what I'm saying? Like like me with the selenite, you know. I love my selenite. But there are other things that I could use if I went just by what their properties are. But it's not going to serve me in any way, shape, or form because what I want is the selenite is what I'm trying to get at. Gotcha. Um. Okay, but... I, I spoke just a little bit when I came across a rattle that I didn't know when I purchased last week um, of bells that I used as a rattle. <laughs> you, they, uh, Cheryl was Cheryl got a wand and she had it on Facebook of a selenite wand and I thought it was gonna be like that size and I walked into the store and this sucker was like this big and I was like I'm so jealous not really but I'm jealous I was like oh. It's not the size it counts. It's how you use it. <laughs> I was like, I want them like in the window seal. <laughs> in the window seal. Bring a protection around the house. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, big ones. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was talking last week, you know, about we'd come across a like a Christmas wreath that was all bells and come to find out I used that as a rattle in my shamanic work. Right. But then I didn't get into bells in general. And bells are very important to me. And there's a reason I kind of want to touch upon them. I mean, many different mythologies, not even mythologies, many different cultures, many different kind of spiritual work and so forth. Um, you know, use bells for many different reasons. And if you know me in my own personal life, I mean, my nickname is Bells, Jingles, or Jingle Bell because I wear bells on my ankle pretty much every single day. 
Unless something has happened and I'm in the process of remaking a set, more or less. So there are bells on me all the time. And I would be considered like a shaman bell ringer. Now, that doesn't mean that only bells are for shamanism, but I'm going to touch base on a little bit of different stuff from different websites that I pulled up talking about the bells, and then we'll get into some other stuff. Shamans believe that ringing, some shamans in different cultures believed that ringing the bells made black clouds disappear and evil spirits go away. Made what? And evil spirits go away. No, before that. Black clouds. Disappear like the incoming darkness of bad energy. Okay, if you can understand that, um, I, 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 makes me wonder how accurate that is. The ringing of the bells makes black clouds go away. Anyone who's known me for a long time, there's four levels <laughs> of the ass cloud. The ass cloud. The the ass cloud. We covered this in my, uh, the episode on divination. Where I can tell how stinky my farts are going to be based about oh the amount of uh, <laughs> hot air that comes through my butt cheeks. There's no uh, no alarm, regular hot garbage, and level ten the dreaded black cloud. I'm just glad I swallowed my drink before you got to that. <laughs> so, are you, what you're saying is I can ring a bell <coughs> and get rid of the black cloud. I can diminish that evil, make it go away. Technically, in shamanism, when I'm doing the work, I'm, I'm pulling out negative energy with the bell. So in a way, it might be helpful, but I don't think it's going to help with gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. I was so excited. I don't know. You know what, though? I've, I, we've been, I've been noticing, I've been doing a lot of uh, different work, and strangely, with shamanic work and healing work, in general, whether it's shamanic, Reiki, or whatever you're doing, we, we've been noticing that gurgling is a part of healing. Gurgling? Yeah, like when you're like... Gargling? Well, I call it gurgling. When okay. you're like... Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're, 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 it's like coming up out of you like a burp, but it's not a burp. It's like... Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> it reminded me of your ass clap. <laughs> Some of them could be described in that same sound, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm saying, in a sense, because, you know, when, when I'm coming across... Because I was talking to somebody, and I was like, when you start gurgling as a medium, you know, and you're feeling it coming in, why don't you just put your hands, your healing hands, on the other person so it comes out of them and you're not picking it up? So transferring it back? Yes. It's How's their that? energy. How is that healing? <laughs> It's making them force it up and out of them so I don't have to do it for them. But it's you're the, forcing them to pull it up. But you're the healer. You're supposed to save them the pain. You're supposed to save them from the suffering. You're supposed to spare them that. It's your job to no. expel <laughs> that dirty, nasty gurgling. I expel it from them. <laughs> that doesn't mean it has to run completely through me and make me sick. Look, um, <laughs> we've got this anesthetic, but this shit costs money. And it's my money. It's coming out of my pocket. So uh, you're just going to have to suffer through this, yo. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, I noticed that I start doing it and I'm like, and then I put my hand on him. I'm like, just just hold still, and I'll move it up and out of you. 
And then the gurgling comes and they start burping. And it's not my problem. And I'm like, it got out. I'm thinking the bells <laughs> follow on the same kind of idea. Like the shaman uh, wreath bells that I do with the hip. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm stretching a little bit. But I mean, it yeah. would I would be using it in that same kind of way. Yeah, you need to take a page out of John Coffey's book. You know, you've ever you've seen the Green Mile, right? Yeah. He would cough that shit up himself. When he healed people, he didn't make them cough it up. He did it. Well, I'm getting it anyway. I'm burping it with them. <laughs> it's it's uh, I, I, look, all right. Look, I'm all about healing people, and I'm all about doing it. But I'm also not about storing their energy in me, and I can't release it from myself. If you're burping it with them, you're not, <laughs> or you're burping it out yourself. You're not storing it. I'm helping you're them putting get it, it up into and the room. Them. You're putting it into the room, so whoever's your poor drummer, or a rattle shaker, or helper's got to deal with it. <laughs> All right, let me get back to bells. <laughs> with that, in, uh, with that in mind, I'm gonna hop in here real quick <coughs> and Good. talk about something that oh. you and I talked about at the uh, after last week's show mm-hmm. that I wanted thought we were gonna touch upon, but we never did in the episode, mm-hmm. and that is the silver branch. Yeah, and I was gonna say because I. Pulled it from the wrong phone when I sent you all my information. So, yes, I wanted you to talk about it. All right. Uh, I'm taking this information from The Celtic Shaman, A Practical Guide by John Matthews. Uh, give credit where credit is due. Uh, the Silver Branch. There are many ways of passing between worlds, some purely visionary, others a more uh, immediate bi- uh, uh, others with a more immediate bias. An example of the latter is the use of the Silver Branch. This is currently as old as the Celtic peoples and corresponds to ritual usage among the Siberian and Lap shamans. It is frequently referred to by ancient Irish poets who were themselves trained in shamanic practice. It was used both to announce the fact that the poet was about to sing and as a signal to the inner worlds that the shaman was about to cross over. In modern shamanic practice, it can also be used to awaken the four quarters before performing a ceremony or in preparation for a visionary journey of the kind described later on in the book. And I'm not going to go in that far as to, you know, go into all that. If you're that interested in this, check out his book. I've got it. It's a, it's a very good read, you know, for nonfiction. I like it. But the, uh, the silver branch is basically a, a branch, you know, come on, use your adjectives here, people, with silver bells tied to it. That is then shaken as a rattle. And it's usually between 12 to 16 inches long. You know, size sometimes matters, sometimes it doesn't. And you shake it like a rattle. I'm sorry, I went completely on a sexual thought. I was just like... Mm-mm. <laughs> I was like, I have dirty mind. <laughs> I have corrupted her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Well, and, and see, because Hell Hubby brought this up to me last week, like right when the show ended. It was when the show ended. You didn't bring it up on the show, did you? No, it was after the show. Yeah. And he was like, I have something that's right up your alley, and it totally is. Right up the alley. Yeah. I mean, Phrasing. like I said, everybody calls me bells. So, um, and, and I agree with that. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, you may be able to find exactly what he's talking about and purchase that. But that's also what I was saying in the beginning of the show. For me, specifically, being a branch with the bells, I would wait until a specific piece of wood talked to me. You know, 
sometimes, sometimes it, 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 you know, it's all important. Like, like for me, willow means spirit. It's it's the energy of spirit itself. You know, and I let I use willow a lot when I do uh, work, but that doesn't mean that I only use willow. So I mean, it may just be that you're dealing with, you know, whatever energy is coming to you and calling to you, and then, like in my case, I would wait for the proper wood, so to speak, and then I would Freezing. add the bells. <laughs> I mean, so that I would have that connection. I mean, but you could probably, if you were interested, you know, look it up somewhere and go buy it, too. I mean, it just depends on how and what your connection is. Right. You know, and there are, I'm looking at another book, uh, this one by DJ Conway, uh, by Oak, Ash, and Thorn. And it talks about how, you know, the color of the bells can change the significance of it. Uh, in legends, uh, these bells were called charming fruit. Three is usually given as the number of apples or other items that are adorned the silver branch. There was an important number to the Celts in both... Uh, three was an important number in the Celts uh, in both Ireland and Wales. The Celtic clans held the triple goddess in high esteem. The Druids believed in the three rays of light that created, renewed... Uh, that created and renewed... Uh, yeah, I ain't pronouncing that word because I've not done my research on it. Drank three drops from uh, Sir Wooden's ca uh, cauldron. And uh, they talk about golden bells versus uh, silver bells. Again, not going to spend much time on this episode reading from a book because that's right. fucking boring. And I'm not doing your research for you. <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to hell, not do it all for you. Right. <laughs> I got a life too. It's not much of one, but it's mine. <laughs> See, I mean, and I was what on the stuff I was reading, you know, like Andy K walked away. Yeah, he went away. And some of the things that I was reading, you know, like shamans were really known for uh, having bells hanging on their robes or on mm -hmm. the back of their robes, and like I said, that goes with the energy of what the bells are for. Right, especially for whenever they were doing their uh, ceremonial dances. Mm -hmm. That you know, freed their hands to make the gestures that they needed and they were still doing their bouncing, getting the getting the jingle going on. It's just like I was I was speaking uh Hill Hippie. I mean, I have the bells that I wear on my ankle, but then I have one that actually goes and it's weird because I'm only supposed to be wearing them on the right side of my body. And it's just weird that way. It's just when they're on the left side, they're wrong. So it's just on the right side for me. And um Anyway, so the bells for me are on the right side, but but um, I have a set that I wear on my thigh, and I also have a set that I wear on my arm. Um, like if I was really getting into my shamanic work or if I was pulling into shamanic dance, you know, like we were saying, I don't have them sewn onto my clothes, but I have it to where I can, I have it tied to my actual leg. Right. Then I have it on my foot, then I have it on my arm. And then I also have, like I said, the rattle that's made of bells. So, I mean, if and, and I know that that's, com that's something that's coming for me because I'm going to be starting to do some kind of dance with it. And I feel that coming out, or like, like, like I'm not gonna be able to get around that in any way. But um, and the bells are gonna be important for you know the tones, and that's part of what I was looking up. It's beneficial for the bells to be sewn onto the shaman's robe, but it's also because the thought was it also deals with the inner organs. It keeps them attuned 
to certain tones. And that was part of what the bells was thought of in several different cultures, is that it helps them to be attuned to different tones. While the body is sensitive to musical instruments, it resonates and in, in, resonates with the surrounding sound field. The lower tones have different effects that bring calming effects, while the higher tones stim are, are stimulating effects. Stimulating? Stimulating. Did I not say that? No, you said stimulating. Okay, well, I'm not stimulating. <laughs> That's why I clarified. It's okay. The ring, the ringing of bells he was, was said to have helped bring healing to children and to mental disorders. Um, it was also helped with uh, people that were considered to have possessions. Mental disorders? Mental disorders. Interesting. Because I can find sometimes in the just the wrong type of bell in the wrong setting, it just is maddening. Yeah, like because we were talking about that the other day too. How you know it was definitely see, but I think it's funny and just out of curiosity, and I think I think that you already answered this, but when the bell was ringing and driving you nuts, you what? were already in a really negative spot, weren't you? Which time? Most of the times. I I can't answer that question because I most of the time is. Most of the times is too broad, too many variables involved there to give an accurate answer. Yeah. Well, and you're looking back, and so trying to remember exactly how you were feeling in the time and the and place. And that anyone, and that and that. you know, you give me one specific time, then, yeah, I could probably give you a, a decent answer of it. But if you're like all of them, I'm like, no. Because <laughs> uh, well, I remember man. you saying one the other day when you, when, when it, they, it was something like, Oh, I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about at uh, Panda Express. Yeah. When they round, if you uh, round up your order, you know your prices. Let's say it's uh, eleven twelve, uh, eleven dollars and twelve cents. Would you like to round up and donate to blah 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 uh, charity? Yeah, sure. Bing! They ring this bell right, right next to the cash register. Which okay, it's not bad. But the first time they did it to me, I'd been around grinders and saws all day my head was hurting i was not expecting it and just this loud bing. next time i come in do not hit that bell yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean like but that's what i'm saying it was already kind of in a negative spot it had nothing to do with negative it's just my head hurt <laughs> See, and, I and it, with it being that close the uh pressure wave changes just messed with me it was not so much about the sound of the bell it was just you know and it was alarming it was just out of nowhere yeah we had no idea it was coming and that close you get that sudden pressure wave change that close to you nah because it, it hits the eardrums that much harder when the source of the wave that is that sharp and that uh hard is right there no that's a bad combo I, oh i get it the, and the reason i asked that is because in my life, as a person who wears bells every single day, I've noticed most of the people in general who really have a problem with me wearing bells. Now, like like I was saying, if, if you're having just a rough day or it's so alarming and it was so loud and it came out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can understand that being alarming and throw you off. But I've noticed... 90% of the time, the people who have issues with my bells are very negative people. 
and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just they're all they they haven't come into a a more positive way of viewing things, a more positive way of thinking. They're still stuck in the right now. But as like I like to put it when I when I talk about astrology, I always say, you know, there's uh, Haumea, which is not Haumea, Maki Maki or Make Make was one of the planets. Make Make is one I've heard you use in the past. Yeah, Make Make is considered the lotus flower. So I'm like, when you're when you're understanding where you are on the food chain of the lotus flower and its growth, not the food chain, its growth. I mean, are you still in the muddy, murky water and you can't see past the shit that you're in? Are you starting to rise up into a healthier place? Are you finally starting to literally stretch towards the sunlight? And I always ask when we're take, dealing with that planet, so to speak, you know, if you're feeling like you're in the muddy marker water and you can't see past the shit you're in, well, why are you staying there? And I'm relating it to my bells in that sense because I've noticed people that are feeling like they're on that lotus flower in the muddy, murky water more are the ones who freaking cannot stand my bells. Okay. And the ones that are coming up and finding a healthier place don't have any problem with it or, in fact, even get a kick out of it. Hmm. So that's the funny thing because 99 times out of 100, I don't even hear your bells. But, see, you've also been around me so much. I'm, well, I'm, even the first time we uh, we met, it just... You, you started walking. There was... A, oh, Okay. After that, it's just nothing. But that's what I'm saying. You're not a negative person. You're and I and I don't mean like I, like I said. I don't mean any disrespect to negative people. I mean because you're negative because you haven't figured out how to get healthy. Really. Sick. Is would be a, a more accurate term. They Spirit, view things spiritually sick. Yes, in a form that's very much true. It would be more of a spiritual illness. But it's um, it's because, you know, they haven't learned to be, what, what have, have com not even compassion, to uh, uh, be thankful for what they have. They're too busy being upset with what they don't. Right. And, and in that case, they're actually taking their energy in a very poor way and it's going against them and they don't realize that. And right. with that, the bells teams tend to piss them off. Yeah, the whole grass is greener syndrome. But the thing is, is I don't have to work to keep them away. They don't want to be around me because of my bells. And it's funny how that is. I think, I mean, in my own, um, I mean, I, I've watched people also shift from that, from that lower vibrational area and move up. And as they've moved up, my bells become a different aspect. And I think it's funny because if I don't have them on, everybody, even the people at the gas station are like, what's going on with your bells? <laughs> Because they've gotten so used to it. They're like, well, you're not jingling today? <laughs> so I think it's funny. But there are many different reasons. I mean, it's not just witchcraft. It's not just Wicca. It's not just Buddhas Buddhism, Hindu, Japanese. I mean, Japanese? even... Japanese? Yeah. It's Taoism. In, even in Christianity, they, you know, they use bells technically. I mean, there's bells for every different thing. I mean, and the idea is that generally it is understood the bell brings a communication of some form of to spirit because it brings in that tone and it moves it with that other energy. 
With that being said, though, is there anything else I want to talk about right here? I mean, it's used for often. I think it's funny because when I was first taught, I see a lot of times where it's used for clearing. The tone of the bell is used for clearing away the negative energies um, and helping banish unwanted spirits and, neg and negativity in that form. But when I first started coming into my path, I wasn't quite sure where my path was taking me. So I started looking into the witchcrafty side of things. And for what I was understanding was the bell was to bring spirit in, where this is more of clearing it out. But I think that the idea in the witchcrafting side is you ring the bell to call the spirits you desire to bring in. Okay. You know, and it, it's, it's like tone of, okay, I'm ready and I'm asking for your assistance now versus the bells are used in other forms to remove the ones that you don't want there. Now, are you hitting specific bells that are creating specific chimes in order to do the calling versus the the expelling? Or there are different ones that are used. Um, because uh, we know that uh, in several of the uh, the Eastern religions, that the gong is used a lot in religious ceremony and mm -hmm. for getting the attention of spirit or the divine. And I, 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 I love the gong, but I think that that is more for, like like you said, for ceremony. It is big, it is loud. But it, is it just for ceremony, or is it because that particular tone Oh, that's going to vibrate, it vibrates your organs, and it, it helps to clear out negativity within those organs. That's you know, the, the opposite direction I was going. Okay. Was is that tone like that large, deeper sound something that's going to resonate and call the divine's attention? I would say in a form because it's so much louder. It's louder and its voice is going to carry bigger. I mean, when you think about it on a frequency level, it's okay. it's going to carry farther. Mm. We are definitely not on the same wavelength, and I don't know where he's at. Not at all. <laughs> no, because the loudness, I don't think, would have anything to do with it. Frequency, yes, but the loudness would have nothing to do with it. I feel that, you know, because let's face it, in a vacuum, it's all going to travel the same, uh, regardless. In the same, you know, nothing holding it back. Well, in a vacuum, there's going to be no flow to change pressure anyway. But it's, so you're still going to get that energy frequency that's going to hit, that's going to reach the spirit. And spirit lives outside of the physical universe, so it doesn't really matter. That's what I'm getting at is that frequency, that pitch, if you want to say, is that's what is that what would ca uh, call them so much versus where the smaller bells, like the uh, the silver bells that are you that you use on your uh, ankle is used to repel versus like something large like church bells or the gong all have a uh, different frequency because of their notes. Would Is that the difference between the higher pitches versus the lower pitches, the frequency that those would, wavelengths are at? Is that what's going to be the difference that uh, repelling versus summoning? I think yes, but I don't completely understand how that's yes. Um, and the way I, I say that is there's two different reasons. When you do like your, there people will do their chakra sounds. Technically, those are different notes. 
different notes have different frequencies. Right. And with the different frequencies and how how hard you hit that frequency. Okay, like in, with the gong. Okay, I can shake my leg for the bell, but it's not as loud. There is sending a frequency out there, mm-hmm. and it sending the wave of that frequency with it. But with it not being as strong, it's only going to go as far before it starts to fade out. I think with the gong, it's sending it much deeper. But that would be depending on how you play the gong. Hold on. There's a reason why. Because now I'm going to relate it back to the drum. When you play the drum, Mm -hmm. there's different... You're doing different things with the drum. And you may or may not understand necessarily the communication or the union you're having that's taking place with spirit at the time if you're connected and you're playing the drum. But you may be bringing in more power or taking it out. And that would be, I I think that has to do with the connection of how it's played. Right. Would the gog be the same way when you hit it in different areas? Yeah, but you've... You've danced completely around the question without going directly at it. Was, is, is, is a pulling or bringing? I think that has to do with, you know, is it pulling the energy to you or taking it away? Positive yeah, is, or negative? Yeah, is the deeper tones what calls in versus the higher pitch tones what repels? Because, you, let's use the drum for as a perfect example. If you hit it lightly, you know, in the physical world, it's not going to travel as far. But if it's versus if you hit it harder, but both of those is going to create slightly different notes, which is going to create slightly different frequencies. I was like just reading. Um, 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 I'm trying to figure out where I was talking about. It was saying the lower tones create a calming effect, while the higher tones are a stimulating effect. So yeah, in a way, it's doing that. Yeah, that's on the physical being, but I'm saying in the spiritual aspect is in calling spirit in. Or is that something... It does, but I think... Or is that something we have to do more research on? Oh, I'm sorry. We are going to have to do more research on it because I believe that it does, but understanding it is a little bit more difficult. It's, it's, It's where we take spirit and your 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 spiritual side and your spiritual understanding and you're starting to cross it into science in a form because i'm sure that depending on the tone that is played the actual like letter that is played like a b c d g you know depending on what the tone is and that frequency probably, and then the how how hard it is played, you know, is it soft or is it loud? I'm sure that actually makes a big deal in that whole situation. But I don't know what that answer is. And I have done some work on it. I had a thing on what those notes were somewhere because in my shamanic work, when I was doing my schooling before I got certified, you have there's you have to learn what the tone of your own soul sounds like. And like my tone is F. And I had to learn it. It, it, it took me a while to realize that that's actually what it was. You know, and, and I had to go through a lot. And, and, and that has to do with the vibrational energy you're sending out to. So I think it has to do with you working with your vibrational energy and then actually working with 
the material that you're using, whether it's a bell, whether it's a drum, so to speak. But like right. I said, scientifically, I can't really go there because I don't know the answer. Fair enough. Okay. Um, but with that being said, I think that we kind of need to get into another subject if we're going to. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I had it in here. I crossed it. That's what she said? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it back up. Because That's I want... That's also what she said. <laughs> um, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Unfortunately, that she said a, a time or two. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to ignore him, and it's not working. Nobody can. No. Okay. And I'm sorry for that. I wanted to. Um. I. I want. I had. I wanted to bring up like crystal wands, and I wanted to bring up, uh, like the staff or the scepter. <laughs> I'm done talking to you. <laughs> But I wanted to bring up dagger first. Phrasing. I wanted to bring up the dagger first. And the reason I say is Talk because... about is a much better way to say this, not bring up. I want to bring up a staff. <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> Save it for after the show. All right. Go but... home. <laughs> but, okay, I want to speak about the dagger. <laughs> and actually, I don't want to speak about it because what I really want to do is hear... Your ideas, but I mean, the idea of the dagger is in some religions, it, it represents the three worlds. It represents the three time and the emotions that go with it. It's also found to be healing, grounding, protecting, and of creating of harmony. And when I found that little piece of information because of that healing, grounding, protecting, and creating of harmony, it made me think of you and your knife. Okay, uh... Healing, grounding, protecting, and harmony. Uh, healing. Uh, I can only think of a healing as in you use a knife to procure uh, physical nourishment in the form of plant or animal uh, matter that you would eat. Uh, so healing, grounding. Yeah, don't get that one. What was the other two? Creating harmony creating, and protecting. Creating harmony. Okay, so like my uh, my mushrooming knife. It's uh, very uh, that's all I use it for is when I go mushroom hunting. Mm -hmm. That's its role. I've got work knives that I use for work. You know, I've got a folding pocket knife. I've got another Foltang uh, fixed blade because I'm not a fan of folding pocket knives. Uh, that I have for as a general purpose work knife. I've got a, um, I've got my K bar because my brother bought it for me for Christmas and it's cool and it's big and it's gaudy and it's makes uh, assholes think twice about uh, messing with the long haired skinny hippie in the woods. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, the mushroom knife is that's that's the only one I would say has any type of harmony because it's got a. A, a sacred purpose. It's saved specifically for that reason. And protecting goes without saying. Well, it, the reason I brought it up is because in witchcraft, people use like the chalice, they use the, the dagger, and they have specific things that they use, they put on their altar. And I'm not big on the altar thing. I'm 
I I do more field work and I deal with spirit directly and we're just go with the flow. Usually it happens more than I want to have a ceremony. It just continuously is never ending. You're using daggers on your clients? No, I'm saying... Oh, thank God. I'm saying... So with me, I don't usually use the ceremonial tools. EK, your rod just went down. (laughs) The ceremonial tools as much. But the dagger is one that's put in there. And it's meant to be used often, you know, for protection, yes. But then it's also meant for, you know... Unless it's like the one that EK's got over there behind his desk, which is like just for looks... Yeah. It's decorative. It's it's technically a dagger in shape, but you couldn't cut butter with it. Oh, so it's just a pretty one. Yeah. Well, you know, that's okay. I mean, maybe on a spiritual level, maybe you just need to hold on to it. It makes you feel better. No, he bought it to look pretty. Okay. It's a decorative well, piece. Well, with EK, it makes more sense. But I was trying, I was trying to give him that, um, you know, give it to him. <laughs> oh, no, he, he, he knew exactly what it was for when he bought it. But I'm saying, you know, the dagger is also used, you know, as a sacred material when, like, witches were used to, used to go and actually cut their herbs instead of go to stores and buy them. You know, so it was a way of, making it when you're taking from the earth a sacred event and that made the weapon become sacred. Such as my mushroom knife or exactly. the druids and their golden sickle. Right, exactly. And which that's was, why I wanted to bring that up. Which is only used, if I'm remembering my uh, my readings, and it's been a while, it was only used to collect uh, mistletoe enough the light of the full moon. I may or may not be correct on that. I feel because I never heard of that one sure. I well, I read a lot about Celtic mythology and stuff. No, you always interest me when you bring stuff up because I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm ninety percent correct on that. If I'm not, hit me up at uh, Hill Hippie at H I L L H I P P I E at F X B G P R dot com and put me in my damn place. <laughs> Somebody's got it. Yeah. Because it doesn't usually work for me. Sometimes I get very good at it. Every once in a while, something happens, and I'm like, <laughs> but usually it doesn't work quite that way. <laughs> um, but I mean, I-, I wanted to bring that up because I know that your mushroom knife is very important to you. Sparky. Exactly. He has a name for it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a high carbon uh, steel blade that. If I'm in a survival scenario, all I got to do is find myself a piece of flint, strike it across the back, and I can use it to create fighter, uh, fire. It fighter. It spark. It's fighter. <laughs> you know, it's a spider that's on fire. A fighter. <laughs> the way you said it, that reminded me, there was, I don't remember what video game it was, but every time they would create fire or throw it, in my head it would always go, Fiber? Fiber? <laughs> It's the way it sounded to me. They were like saying fire, fire, but the way that the video game back in the day would pronounce it, it would always come out fiber, fiber. I feel like that would be some sort of uh, fighting game, but I can't think of one that would that would say something like that. Yeah, I can't remember the game. It's, I, I just, you know, it was whatever guy I was dating or whatever and hanging out and he's playing the stupid game, you know, so. Fair enough. And that's the only reason I remember it at all is I remember in the back of my head going fiber, fiber. I know the thing that's going on in the back of your head is when you turn that goddamn thing off pretty and pay much. attention to me. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much where that was going from. Um, but you have your your uh, uh, you have your scepter or your wand or your staff, you know, and its ideas was. Um, Usually it was for not just for like witchcraft or shamanism, but it was also for the gods. It was also for, you know, the kings or the queens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was just show power. Power. It was to show power. And um, even in Christianity, they took the eagle off of it from the old original ideas of what you often saw. And they placed the cross on top. So, I mean, they even kept it, you know, as their kings and queens who would honor Christianity for a long time in that sense. So I thought that that was funny because it's, I, I find it funny when you find Christianity, follow it. That's all. But with that being said, then there's also, you know, there's your staff and your magical wands. And I kind of see them as one and the same for me. And the reason I... In in my and the reason I say is one and the same is because well, why do you need both? One's just bigger than the other. I mean, so and, you know, it, I get it. I you know, as a person who uses uh, uh, knives of various sizes or tools of various sizes, one would have a purpose over the other. What you know, a wand would be over top of a staff. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a practitioner of spellcraft in any way, shape, or form, so I, I, I can't give an answer to that. You are without knowledge. And, and what I mean by it is you're not spellcrafting. You're not, trying to, you're not trying to craft a spell, but your staff that you're making that you want to put that crystal in, mm -hmm. you're actually creating a spell. You're putting those two energies together because that is something that is drawn to you. So it's something of those two energies are creating. You're bringing that into an energy. You're creating something with it, which is ultimately what spelling is. Okay. But you're doing it for soulful reasons. I'm one of those who I, I don't... There, There's different levels of, of spellcraft, so to speak. There's, you know... And to each their own, I have no right telling you how and what to do with your spell crafting. But for me, it always comes down to health and healing and, and connection with spirit. I don't really spell craft in the idea of, well, can I have a money spell? I look at it as, let me get deeper into the root and manifestation and find out what's blocking me, and then I won't have that freaking problem. So I'm more of, I'm going to do the hard work. Instead of let me just make a spell. And I've seen too many spells go awry because people don't know what the hell they're speaking. And, and I mean, best way of putting that, it depends. The universe is funny that way because there's words that are the same words and it knows just how to fuck with you. I mean, you could be speaking of the sun, but you said the sun and then it goes to your child. Yeah. So depending uh, unless on... Unless you don't have a son. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 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 I'm saying, you know, if you don't know, and you can actually really just leave the universe wide open to throw some stupid shit out at you because you weren't intelligent about what you were doing. 
You weren't clear with your intentions. It'd be yes. a better way of phrasing that. And you weren't clear with your intentions, but at the same time, if you didn't stop and think it through, the universe is just teaching you a lesson. It sees what you're trying to say, and it ignores it. <laughs> okay, but, and I understand why you might want a wand, or you might want the staff in general, because... Because we're coming into so many different, I mean, like, you have so many different rattles, some people do. I mean, I, I I have a couple different staffs, technically, and I've built, like, I've wrote my name in runes in one, and I have crystals in another one, specifically where my hand goes to hold it and help me spiritually center myself. Not ground, but spiritually center myself. You know, so if I want to use it, I can. And I can understand why you might want to use, you know, the wand in a different way. But, um, and that would be the ones that are being made out of wood. You know, wood or metal or, or, or you know, of that tone. And the reason I'm saying wood, metal, in a different kind of tone is because... We're going to have to do a whole nother show and come back about like crystal wands and spheres and stuff like that and why you would use them because we, we kind of, we talk a lot. <laughs> Are you saying we got big mouths? We talk a lot. Yeah, I resemble have... that remark. We do. <laughs> That's an accurate statement. <laughs> but, so, oh, is it that time? It's that time. All righty. All right, going into your solar ham information, uh, the activity levels that we've been seeing has uh, died back down. We are uh, currently, uh, everything is geomagnetic quiet. Uh, geomagnetic activity is currently at quiet levels. Uh, another coronal mass ejection, or CME, was expected to deliver a glancing blow to our geomagnetic, uh, geomagnetic field. Uh, may have missed us or been too weak to notice. The geomagnetic forecast released by NOAA, the Space Weather or uh, Prediction Center, is no longer calling for geomagnetic storm conditions. Widespread auroras uh, beyond the polar zones are unlikely tonight or in the future, uh, the next couple of days. Thank God. I'm sorry, but <laughs> for those who are extra sensitive, they pick up on that stuff, and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, and I'm tired of the extra sensitivity. Because let me just say, astrology is given enough of it without receiving it from there, too, more or less, is what I'm trying to get at. Astrology, actually, this week is not so super-duper crazy, but the energy is building, and it's going to keep building, period. Uh, every year, I... I I would say that the energy, you're starting to feel a lot more of what has to change and what I'm not going to take and I'm just ready to feel like I'm putting people in their place. And that's kind of the energy that's coming in. Like, I'm, I'm not taking that shit anymore. And let me just tell you all about it. Now, that can be positive, that can be negative. It all depends on how you take it. But I feel that the changes that are coming in are coming in abruptly and they're about to start growing stronger and stronger, and they're going to keep growing stronger. And I pretty much can tell you as I get closer to uh, August, August 28th is going to be the day that it's going to hit its all-time high. And when we get closer to that, I'll explain that because it's just too far into the uh, 
future, but the astrology is showing that this is an ascension that's coming and basically you're clearing out a lot of the negatives that are keeping you blocked and keeping you at a lower vibration because it's just not acceptable anymore. And so these are changing as we move, but I'm letting you know that that sensitivity, that intensity and that rapid energy that's coming with it, the strength of it is just going to keep maturing right on up until August. <clears throat> Especially when the Lion, Gates Lion Gate opens on the 8th, from the 8th to the 28th, the day that it will close. And I normally they always say it's only a week, but I'm being told by Spirit it'll be the 28th. So I'm forewarning you that energy is building and it's going to keep building. With that being said, though, if we just start looking at this week, it was from the 21st through the 27th that I wrote down. And you have the sun and Mercury is moving in to Gemini this week. And that's, that is a positive thing, but it's a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit weird. Okay. Mercury just, Mercury is in no mood to hang out more or less. Mercury's in no moon to hang out. Well, the sun and Mercury are both moving in this week to Gemini. It's just like, I don't want to say it's negative in Gemini, but it's just, it's moving through the sign fast. And it's just not feeling it. It's, it's, I'm going to point out the shit I need to point out and let's go. So it's like I said, I feel very much like the energy that's coming in is to the point. Let's no more bullshit to the point and let's go. And I have time for this shit. And that is pretty much the energy that is Mercury is bringing into Gemini. However, it's going to be illuminating that universal third house of where Gemini is. And I call Gemini Juggle and Hyde. So it's really making, and I call it Juggle and Hyde, but Spirit corrected me the other day and and told me that I, I'm saying it wrong for people to interpret. When I say Jekyll and Hyde, I don't mean like soul and ego. I don't mean higher self and ego, you know, or positive or negative. What I mean is there's a difference between being humane and understanding your humanity versus full on in your passion. Passion has no right or wrong. Passion is an energy. It's an emotion. It doesn't necessarily have a positive or a negative. Now, what you do with it on the humane side or inhumane side is the difference. This is what the twins are. The twins are actual, the energy and the passion that goes with it, whether it's full on in love or it's full on in betrayal, it's full on anger, it's full on, you know, sensitive. It, it is what it is and there is no right or wrong there. But what we choose to do with it is what makes it right or wrong. Are we being humane or are we being inhumane with that? And that's what the twins are about. The twins, which is Gemini, this is how I explain Jekyll and Hyde. And where are you coming from? Are you coming from full-on impassion and just driven with no human attachment and not thinking about your actions, which you might regret? Or are you actually overthinking them and you're not paying attention to the passion and the energy? So Mercury moving through here is sifting through that within yourself. And the sun is illuminating that conversation of what Gemini is trying to teach you. And this is speaking to you of communication because that universal third house is communication. But it's also communication with what is close to you, your home, um, 
the home is actually the universal fourth house, but it is like your siblings. It is the short conversations that you have. It's your friends that you speak to all day on Facebook. It's conversations. It's it's communication of everything that's close to you without necessarily being part of you. That's the difference between three between that universal third house and fourth house. So this is bringing a new level of communication into understanding where we're humane, where we're not, and why. And it's being illuminated for us to understand that because there's things about us we have to shift. Now, with that also being said, when you look at the astrology, typically, when we look at the astrology, typically it's like... Libra in astrology really doesn't have that much going on. I mean, it doesn't have anything aspecting it. You know, it doesn't have any, you know, sextiles. It doesn't have any uh, conjunctions. It doesn't have any uh, oppositions. Nothing's really talking to it, but that is so false. Okay? And Libras themselves are probably extra sensitive and feeling this energy because... To most astrologers, they're not going to be talking about what is actually in the sign. They usually only talk about the major signs. They don't talk about the asteroids or the comets or the uh, dwarf planets. And I go into, I go all the way into the Kuiper Belt with information of what I'm pulling back. And most people are going to overlook the fact that Libra is kind of like a watcher. It's a see-all. It's overseeing things. And it's not necessarily feeling it in a healthy way. It's like they can't help it. Libra in our, in our universally is our seventh house, which is dealing with all of our relationships that we care about. And I say all the time, no matter what it is you have in your life that you care about, you have a relationship with it. Whether it's your friends, your foes, your best friends, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your family, your children, I mean, or your working environment, that you also have a, fa you have a relationship with money. When you have no money, you know about that fact of having no money. So so your relationships and what is important to you is communicating right now as a moderator. And that's messing with that energy that's going into Gemini of that, you know, humane side versus, you know, full on power and passion and energy that doesn't really have a right or wrong. And it's also have it's also communicating with Pisces, which is that universal 12th house with Lilith traveling through there. She's going to be there until uh, February 2nd, I think, of 2020. So, I mean, she's definitely going through wanting some healing, but she's afraid that if she makes the healing, that she'll lose herself in the middle. And that's what this all of this moderation is. This is the, you know, the moderator is doing is trying to really view everything, trying to view the relationships and what's responsible and what's good and what's healthy. The problem with Libra is Libra wants to make everything comfy. Libra wants to keep harmony and it wants to keep balance because it's usually where we get, where we're shown the energy that's out of balance. And in Libra, we find the justice of creating it. The problem is Libras themselves usually are the first ones to go, I won't bother to take care of myself because I'm taking care of everybody else. And they're the ones who pay. 
But in the relationships right now, we all have Libra on a universal level as that. So this is about really stepping into your truth within the relationships or you'll pay is what this is coming down to. If you let shit slide, like I said, this is all about getting to the point. If you let the shit slide, you'd better be prepared to literally, it's not pack it up and put it away, but it's about releasing it, surrendering it, and letting it go. Because if you're carrying it in resentment, it's going to just riddle you with guilt, and you'll never get rid of it. Libra has Pallas there. It has Haumea there. It has Makemake there. Haumea is your collective consciousness within those relationships, Make make is what I was speaking of earlier in the show. And it is where are you on the level of the lotus flower and the muddy murky water starting to break through and coming into the light? Or are you actually starting to stretch into the light? It's not like being in the tunnel and I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Are you actually started to you've already walked through the tunnel and you're now coming into the light? It's a different subject. I mean, and then you have palace here. Nobody else is going to be talking to you about that. Pallas is strategic thinking. So she's the warrior goddess of strategic thinking. So your collective consciousness is really going back and forth, trying to make the proper decision. The proper decision, I'm here to tell you, is don't settle. If you settle, you're finding out that you're just putting yourself you know, on the back burner. And if you're putting yourself on the back burner, then you might as well be putting everything else on your life in the back burner because you're not going to get to really move forward until you stop settling. And that deals with everything that you have a relationship with. And like I said, that's because in order to move forward, all of these relationships have to be cleared and the vibrational frequency has to lift. Otherwise, they're not going to last. Um, with that being said, though, that is, I'd say that's going to be going on for most of the month as we move through at least Part of June, you're going to be feeling that with the Libra energy. But this week on the 21st and the 22nd, you have a T-square. So it was the moon in Sagittarius speaking with Mars and Cancer and Chiron in Aries. So it was an emotional day of speaking to your sensitivity, speaking to your higher self and your higher self kind of kicking you in the butt and saying, why the hell don't you speak up? And forcing you to do it. I mean, force it, and you're going to be feeling this tomorrow, too, on the 22nd. Like I said, Mars and Cancer is also coming closer to that universal. Uh, it's coming closer to the North Node. Cancer is the home that created you. It's the roots of who and what you are, as well as home, you know, that you have. But it's the roots of who and what you are. Your Mars is your warrior, your passion, your action, your aggression. It's your sexual energy, how you feel about yourself. Speaking to the moon in Sagittarius, which is essentially got Jupiter there right now, and it's the higher self speaking to you about what you're not getting right. The moon is emphasizing it and going, let me just slap you and make sure that you get this through your thick head. And it's going back over to Chiron. So the energy is healing, but it's Chiron is the wounded healer. It's making you realize what shit you're not going to take anymore. What shit you're not going to put up with anymore. And it's making you start to verbally word vomit it. It's bringing it up and out of you. And 
Even though it may seem like it's a negative thing, it's actually to bring the healing out and force it to go in the right direction. Then you have all week you have a chain reaction from the 22nd to the 20th. I mean, all week you have a chain reaction, which is the South Node and Capricorn. Not South Node and Capricorn. It is. But it's also Saturn. Saturn is the key here. Saturn is Saturn and the South Node are not getting along with the North Node and Cancer. So it's what you need to know in order to make you move forward with the roots of who and what you are into your outer community and set the new foundations from the inside out. And Saturn is saying you're in your comfort zone and you're still not changing these patterns that need to change. You need to change those rules, walls, and boundaries. It's getting along great with Neptune, but it's squaring Jupiter, which means more or less you're sitting on your nostalgia. You're sitting on your old bad habits. You're still telling yourself that what happened on that vacation was a good vacation because you want to look back at it in a positive way when it freaking wasn't. And it's time to stop lying to yourself. It's time to see through the difference and make the new rules, make, make the new boundaries, shift it so that your karmic self, your the roots of who and what you are can start to bloom again. And without doing that, you're going to repeat the subjects all over again. But on the 22nd and the 23rd, the moon is going to amplify these energies from the outer community. And then on the 26th, Venus is moving into Taurus, speaking to your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, and your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom, and it's going to really blow your energy of sensitivity right off the chart. The 26 is really going to make you start seeing what you don't want to see and make those changes that you have to make. With that being said, though, I hope you all have a wonderful week and check back with us for the astrology next week and the show. Love you guys. Astrology is part of the show. I started to say on my healing, well, I started to say my video, and then I realized I'm not doing my video. I'm just talking shit now. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> it's not all about you. <laughs>